We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Saturday morning. We're up. We're ready. We're rocking and rolling because we are about to cover the pending decision by 2024 Indiana safety Bronte Johnson, who will be announcing today between Notre Dame, Tennessee, and Purdue. And Ryan, uh, as we're waiting on his announcement, I got to say, man, this is one of the uh, wildest recruitments we've covered at Notre Dame, but in a good way. This is a really cool story of a kid who has uh, really put in a lot of work to be in a position where he can even have Notre Dame's hat on the table today. It's pretty wild, man. Usually when things trend away from Notre Dame, they just keep trending, right? Like it doesn't usually trend back, but give Bronte Johnson some credit. And obviously if he picks Notre Dame, it's because he put his head down and he worked and he wanted to be a part of this class ultimately if he makes a decision for Notre Dame here. So, I mean, it's it's a story of perseverance and hard work and work ethic. And talking to his head coach over at Northside recently, I'm not really surprised that he was able to put his head down and work because it sounds like he has an incredible work ethic. So I'm excited, man, because he he is a testament to if you have some adversity, don't just give up, put your head down because he could have just given up and still went to a pretty good school, but he obviously wanted to be in a position where he could pick Notre Dame in the end. This is a young man who was ranked as the number 58 player in the entire country, according to rivals. Uh, He is a consensus four-star kid, top 300 kid, Ryan, uh, he yeah. is a guy that is, uh, what was that? What was that? Did I miss? So oh, said pop Ryan. the collar in the thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. like, my collar's fine, man. So, I hey, don't let's, know what uh, about. <laughs> let's get going. Bronte is, so let's, uh, we'll, we'll kind of get to him in a second. But obviously, as we said, he's going to be committing between uh, Tennessee, Notre Dame, and Purdue. And we are going to go to Bronte now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, one thing I could really just say, I enjoy um, meeting tons of great coaches across the country, seeing great venues, great stadiums and places, you know, all across the country that I've never been to. And, um, you know, it was really it was really a tough decision for, for sure. But once I got it narrowed down, you know, I'm 100 percent with my decision right now. First, I want to thank everybody who came out today. Uh, thank my family, my friends, my coaches, my teammates, uh, anybody who pushed me or helped me become the better person. And, uh, with that being said, for the next three to four years, I'll be committing to Notre Dame. And there it is, Ryan. Ronte Johnson has officially committed to the University of Notre Dame. Let's give a little backstory on this one, Ryan. Obviously, this is one we've known about for here a little bit, but this is it takes does not take away at all from how big it is. But Bronte Johnson is now officially in the Notre Dame class. This is a big one. Oh, no, it's massive. I mean, obviously, this is a kid that I remember initially, Brian, when we're really diving into 2024, you know, a, a year ago at this point, people were like, you know, uh, what's the state with Bronte Johnson? Because he's a top-ranked kid in the state of Indiana, and obviously there were some just academic hurdles that need to be figured out. But Notre Dame was always incredibly high on Bronte as a football player, which, I mean, when we get into the film, you'll see why. This kid is incredibly talented, incredibly gifted, and there were some academic hurdles that he needed to get past in order to make sure that he is a complete fit at the University of Notre Dame. Because from everything that I've been able to gather, that we've been able to gather – not only does he fit on the field, but from a character perspective, he's a, he sounds like a great young man, a, a kid that will fit socially at Notre Dame. It's just about making sure that the whole fit made sense. So this is one where only a few weeks ago came back that he had worked his butt off. He had kind of put his head down and he had gotten the grades that he needed in order to be much more optimistic about his place at a place like the University of Notre Dame. So this was only... For me, Brian, as long as the fit made sense, this is what the reality was going to be for Bronte. Because let's face it here, Bronte Johnson wanted to be a part of Notre Dame. He doesn't put the work in. He doesn't put his head down the way he did if he didn't want to be a part of the university. So we heard 
was it a couple weeks ago at this point? Because it got delayed a little bit, right? Because because you know just kind of making the announcement and getting all the you know stuff ready for the commitment and everything. We knew that this one was obviously coming. So huge pickup for the University of Notre Dame. High four-star caliber athlete. I would argue he's a five-star upside type of kid from an athleticism perspective. Great basketball player from North Side as well. Big time get for the safety group that has had some questions, obviously in 2024, but this is a big way to help to start to answer those question marks. Oh, there's there's no question about it, Ryan. When you look at what where Notre Dame is, they need impact players in the back end of their defense. I mean, that's just a fact. And so to get a kid like this, and again, to be able to, to miss out on a kid like this from your backyard would have been painful. It, it would have stung. There's no doubt about it. And I just, I love the story, right? I mean, we're Notre Dame fans, right? Most of us love the movie Rudy. People have mentioned on, hey, this is like Rudy. No. And we were joking before, like, yeah, if Rudy was like tall, athletic, really talented, you know. Like, and every, yeah, every sure. school in the country sure. wanted it. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's more of the the aspect of like the, boy, this is a kid that really saw something he wanted and said, you know what? Yeah, I got to I got to work for it. And, and in today's era, especially, I think that's so greatly appreciated because there are so many other options for a kid like him. I mean, some very good options. He could have easily said, ah, you know what? They don't want me. They think I need to do this. Forget that. I'm going to go ahead and I'm also going to I'm going to still do it because this is what I want. And you got to love that. And you can I mean, you know where it comes from, right? Like kids like that at his age don't just decide it on their own with no support there's also there's also a family support system there to push him there and and obviously that's a big part of this too ryan so let's talk about how this impacts the class first and foremost ryan what does a kid like bronte johnson how does it impact the safety class how does it impact the notre dame defensive class as a whole i mean i think there's multiple layers to that question i mean first and foremost bronte johnson adds a lot of talent to the table Right. And we're talking about this year, 2024, being a class where after you've had your misses over the last couple of years at the safety position with Xavier Nwankpa two years ago and losing out on Peyton Bowen and Brandon Hillman. Obviously, this past cycle, it was very important not only for Notre Dame to get numbers in 2024, but also get impact talents. Right. To get guys that have a high upside and have the ability to affect the game in multiple ways. And I think that if developed properly, that's exactly what Bronte Johnson is. And he also brings a skill set that you just don't have enough of on this roster. You know, forget about the 2024 class, because we could look at it and say, like, Kennedy Urlacher and Tabron Benny Powell. Like, they're very much more get your nose dirty, get downhill, rotate down. You know, Kennedy obviously, I think, has a little more comfort working from depth than what Tabron does right now. But, take like, there's no question that Bronte Johnson is going to be a young man that's call it a free safety, call it a boundary safety, whatever you want. This kid's going to be a kid that can make plays in coverage and can make plays from depth and make a lot of plays on the football and creates a big – like those moment momentum-switching plays is what I look like for Bronte Johnson. You know, the interceptions, the pass breakups, the forced fumbles, working from in for pursuits. Like this is a young man that if developed properly – he brings you a skill set that you don't have enough of in the recruiting class, on the roster, and he obviously adds a lot of impact talent. So now you're up to number three safety in the class. You're you're trending now in a much better direction than when you were where you were just a couple days ago here. The other thing, Ryan, when you look at, the, at a, a recruitment like this, obviously, is, is you needed some momentum at the position. I think that's an important piece of this to this puzzle, too. And look, like I like Kennedy Urlacher a lot. I think Kennedy has a lot of upside and 
you know, obviously the Notre Dame coaching staff likes Tate Baron Betty Powell more than than you and I do. But you needed at least one guy that you look at and say, okay, I don't have to bet on so much on this guy. Now, look, this is a situation where 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 Bronte has work to do in the weight room and technical and, and aspects yeah. like that. But there's a higher floor in this one because he's a football player. That's yes. the thing. It's like we're going to show on film. He has a lot of technical work that's needed. He he's more of a wide receiver right now. And, and early on, a lot of people ranked him and, and had him viewed as a wide receiver. Uh, but defense to me is the position that that he's better suited for to me. It's just a position that he needs the most work, but the floor is higher, Ryan, because the talent level is so much greater. And that was an important piece of this conversation was getting that. And, and kudos to the Notre Dame staff are not bad. It would be so easy, especially after what happened with Brandon Hillman last year for the Notre Dame coach staff. So, you know what, we're not going, we're not going to deal with that this cycle around. And, but they didn't, they stayed true because they knew that, whatever the academic record showed or whatever the case may be, they knew this was a Notre Dame kid, Ryan. That's the big yeah. thing here. This is a Notre Dame kid. You know, like people talk about Rudy to me, the better example would be like Tony Rice, Chris Zorich, yeah. you know, guys who maybe weren't uh, the prototypical, didn't have the prototypical transcript or whatever the case may be, but you're looking to say, boy, that, but that's a Notre Dame kid. That is a kid that will thrive at Notre Dame because he's going to put in the work. And he's yes. going to put in the work in football, too. A little bit for those who don't know, and I, and I would assume most do, he's also an outstanding basketball player, yes. which factors in, Ryan, why he is more fundamentally unsound in football and why he's still on the skinnier side is because when he's not playing football, this kid's playing basketball, and he's, what, 20-plus point-per-game score at North Side. Yes. So, you know, that's yeah. another thing that has to be cons- taken into consideration. When he – is finally able to dedicate his time and offseason to football, He's his game is going to take off. And that's why I gave him a five-star upside grade, Ryan. I'm not sure where you stand on that, and we'll, we'll show the yep. film. But I haven't given out as many five-star upside grades this year. I'm trying to be more picky with those. But there's no way I could deny Br- Bronte Johnson of that. The talent is just too good. And when you put in the circumstances of this is not a kid playing seven-on-seven year-round and doing all those type of things – He's more playing basketball more part of the year than he is football. Once football becomes yep. the, the the priority from a time standpoint, this young man's body and his game is going to take off. Well, and we, we've talked obviously about, because I agree, we've talked about his upside in the past, and he's a five-star upside kid to me as well. And and one thing, Brian, that's great is that, you know, I, I have had the chance to talk to his head coach at Northside, Ben Johnson Jr., a couple times now, a couple couple weeks ago, and then more recently, where I'll have a little bit of a coach piece out later today, where, I mean, guys, basically, to Brian's point here, I asked about, you know, Bronte's upside, and I think when you saw him commit, if you were with us earlier in the video, very young face, right? Like, this is a 17-year-old kid. He's still... He's not even close to the maturity level that he's going to get to from a physical perspective. Like it, a lot of room to grow there. But I talked to him and he said his upside is limitless. Like he doesn't have a ceiling because he's a kid that is just always on the move. Like he's never sitting still. He's always out playing football, out playing basketball, travel basketball, doing you know doing the the workouts. And so this is a young man. To Brian's point that. When you're able to just sit down and focus on one sport and one skill set and be able to really hone in on your craft and get into the weight room with Coach Bayless and that strength staff and the nutritional side of things, 
This kid's going to blow up. I mean, he's 6'3", 170 pounds listed right now. He's going to be 200 pounds right around by the time he is a senior at the University of Notre Dame. This kid's going to be a 6'3", 190, 200-pound kid when it's all said and done because he has the body to easily put on that weight and to easily add to his frame. So as he really focuses on football, it's sky's the limit, man. It really is. Cause Brian, it's not even just, you know, putting basketball on the side. Cause to your point, he's a 20 point per game scorer over seven rebounds a game, 3.6 steals a game for North side. He could legitimately play college basketball as well if he wanted to, but he also is a kid who is a wide receiver safety for his high school. I mean, he had over a thousand yards receiving as a wide receiver last year. So forget about stop playing basketball. He's also going to stop playing both sides of the football and stop returning punts and kicks. And this is the type of young man. And we have a lot of Notre Dame has a lot of them in the 2024 class of kids that are asked to do so much that it's like, they're going to blow up the minute they are just asked to do one thing. And I think that very highly of Bronte Johnson, he brings a unique skill set to the table obviously keeping a talented in-state player at home, right? Like we always talk about it. You're not always going to strike gold in the state of Indiana on a year-to-year basis. But when there's a player that is this type of difference maker and he can fit from all vantage points, right. you got to keep him in the state. You, you can't get out of the state of Indiana. You have to get him, Ryan. And that that's a big part of it. So uh, impact talent, love the story and, and all of those things. But, but the biggest thing is, is the story is fine, but the story doesn't win you football games. You need talent. And Bronte has talent. You need work ethic. And from everybody we've ever talked to, including the people in Notre Dame, because trust me, Notre Dame has done a lot of work on trying to make sure and find out if Bronte fits at Notre Dame. If he, if he can handle the work, if he's willing to do the work, all of those type of things. They they have put in the work to find out if he's that kind of kid and that he checked every box, which is why they were willing to stay into this one. So this is a, this is a, this is a really big commitment for Notre Dame. Obviously, when you look at how it impacts the recruiting class, Ryan, you and I were kind of going over this beforehand for those who care about recruiting rankings. Uh, this moves the needle for Notre Dame. This moves Notre Dame back up to number two in the rankings for uh, rivals. Uh, so because yep. Bronte obviously is their number 58 player in the country. So they leap Michigan despite having one fewer player than Michigan. And this moves them up to number four ahead of Ohio State in the 2000 and, and or in the 247 sports rankings. So certainly a certainly a big commitment for Notre Dame in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, the funny, you know, you mentioned, right, if, if Notre Dame had needs at receiver and they landed Bronte Johnson, I would be, be excited about this pickup now. I will say this, having seen him in person, because he earned his offer at the Irish Invasion last year. He came to Irish Invasion, and it was him, Caleb Beasley, C.J. Carr, and Cam Williams were the four best players in the field, and it wasn't really close. Mylon Graham was in there, too. He was pretty good at that event, too. But those four were the best players at that event. And when you looked at Bronte, you say he could play receiver, but he was more natural as his defensive back. He just moved better. And he, he catches the ball relatively well, Ryan, but not like great, not like when Cam Williams is going up after the ball. And you just kind of looked at it, and when when he would move as a DB, you're just like, I know he doesn't understand what he's doing yet, but he just moves like a defensive back. You know, He can flip his yes. hips with ease and all that type of stuff, and we'll, we'll get into the film a little bit. But when you can land a kid who's a legitimate Power 5 player on both sides of the ball, a legitimate – top 150 to 200 player on both sides of the ball. Cause I don't know if I'd put them all the way up into the top hundred on defense. 
Uh, but uh, he's a guy that uh, Ryan brings a lot of a lot of talent to the table. And and we'll we'll get into the film a little bit here, and, and we'll show you two different sets of film. We'll show you a little bit of his receiver film, but then we'll show you some sophomore film because I have yet to be able to find any uh, junior film of his, of him playing defense except a couple clips here and there. It's mostly offensive stuff. So, but you'll get a chance to see the athleticism, Ryan. So class impact wise, it moves the rankings up a little bit for those that care about that. It meets a huge need from a number standpoint and it adds an impact talent to the roster. And ultimately that last one, Ryan is the one that matters most. Are you adding impact talent to the roster? And so now I would argue that Notre Dame has a potential impact player talent wise at every position on defense, corner, safety, linebacker, defensive line. I'd say linebacker is probably the bigger question mark, but I do think that Bodie Cahoon and Teddy Rizak at least have some impact potential. They just have a long way to go. Yeah. But I think that's uh, that's what he brings to the table. So really big pickup for Notre Dame. Yeah. So let's it's, dive I mean, into the film room. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, just to reiterate your point, Brian, is that this is the type of kid for his skill set that he has. Because, again, folks, this is more of a – Free safety, work from depth, impact coverage. This is the type of kid that makes your defense a whole lot more versatile as far as the coverages that you can play because you can you can take some more chances when you have a kid with this type of range on the back end and this type of upside from a coverage perspective. So I think it's natural. It's it's a massive pickup not only from the talents in a vacuum of Bronte Johnson, but also he's going to make people around him better if he's developed properly. He's going to let corners take a lot more chances, let underneath coverage take a lot more chances. You're going to get a lot of impact from around him. Ron, I think that last point is great because when you think about it, Notre Dame has, has really worked hard, and Mike Mickens has done a great job building up the cornerback depth chart in recent years. I mean, you talk about the Benjamin Morrison, Jaden Mickey class, which is already paying huge dividends. You talk about the Christian Gray um, – uh, Micah Bell class, which has tons of potential. Leonard Moore is a guy that I'm very high on. Carson Hobbs is a guy that that brings a lot of intangibles to the table, and I'm very looking, very much looking forward to his watching his senior season as we kind of get into this. You know, but like we we wear these gap closer shirt, right? And so, you know, to me, this is he's one of those because yeah. he he is the first safety they've really signed in the last few classes, really since Kyle Hamilton in 2019 that brings sort of that center fielder type of mentality ability to the game. Now they have guys that play middle of the field, but they're not impact players. They're, they're more hash to hash guys, right? Where Bronte yeah. can be more of a numbers to numbers guy in some instances. And that is so important to a defensive unit that has a bunch of corners that you want to play man coverage with. Yes. Because you, you want to be able to say, hey, we're going to bring that extra safety down. We're going to be able to get to eight in the box and run game, but also still be able to play you in the pass game because we've got two great corners that can, can cover you man to man. And we've got a safety yep. that can be a true center fielder. And the fact that they haven't had that kind of guy, most of their safeties are more alley quarters type of guys. They don't really have any safeties on the roster that are true. I think Ben Minich can do it. It's not what yep. the first thing I'm asking him to do. I think that the Don Schuler can do it. It's not the first thing that I'm asking him to do. It's probably the third thing I'm asking him to do. It's just not something that you're looking for. Ramon Henderson has the body for it, but he he's not really a natural at it. Xavier Watts can do it, but it's not the first thing I'm asking him to do. This is the first kid you're going to look at and say, this kid has true free safety center fielder type of mentality. And when you have that, Ryan, in a six foot three, uh, rangy, fast, smooth, athletic kid, it just gives you so many more 
options as a true cover one team. And Notre Dame wants to be a, a, a more of a true cover one team in certain looks. Now, they don't want to be only that. They want to still be able to disguise and do all that kind of stuff. And Bronte gives you that ability. And I think you can also, because he's so rangy, you can do more things where you can disguise him a little bit more. And he yeah. can still get to the middle of the field in yes. ways that other guys can't. And that's a big part of this thing as well. Ryan, so you know what time it is now, right? It's it's time to watch a little film, buddy. So let's watch some film of Bronte Johnson. And we're going to begin with his senior fi- junior film. Excuse me. He has not played yeah. a senior season yet. We're going to begin with his junior film. And this is mostly going to be wide receiver film. Then we're going to switch to his sophomore film um, where he plays a little bit more defense. So let's begin with a look at Bronte Johnson. And the, the one thing that people are going to notice too, the first thing I think I notice about this, Ryan, is he's got really good change of direction. And you really see it on offense, more so yeah. even than on his defensive film, where he can he, look at the, the, the nice feet, the balance, really smooth athletic kid. He's a, at least 6'2", six, 6'2 two, six, two for me, if not 6'3". I know he's listed as 6'3", but, you know, kids aren't always what they're listed. But he's got he's got plenty of height, Ryan. Love the athleticism and that acceleration. He's got easy acceleration, Ryan. Well, I think the change of direction stuff, Brian, because you're going to see this, uh, especially on the offensive side of the football, to your point of him just making guys kind of look silly in the open field a lot. And mm-hmm. it's very unique, right? Because there's six two, six three plus those types of guys. Usually you expect them to be straight line players, but not usually to be the change of direction guys, right? The guys that can really flip their hips and move laterally and change direction quickly in short spaces. This kid moves really well in tight quarters, really ability to change direction. Like that so nod route that, right there, Ryan, that's yes. really natural. Like That's, what, you're, very that's natural. what Ryan's talking about right there. So I think that this is a kid that, again, we're translating this to the defensive side of the football. I believe that he can open up his hips and he can work from depth and be able to open and work to the sideline and do all that type of stuff. But I also think that this is a kid in a pinch. If you get him rotated down and he has to play man-to-man against a big slot or a tight end or so, I think he has man coverage upside because he does have that change of direction and he has that length. So this is – Again, we're talking about we want to talk about coverage versatility. That's what I think Bronte Johnson brings to the table. That's at a very high premium. And Ryan, we don't see him playing man coverage in high school, but I had a chance to watch him play at least three or four reps in man coverage at uh, the Irish Invasion a year ago. And you could see what you're talking about, like the the footwork got him out of position. And but you could see that he, he was a really smooth pedal kid. He just had really natural balance. And his ability to kind of open up and run, even with technique that was not great, was really clean. And you can see it here. Like, this is the kind of example. Just the ability to change direction with ease and multiple directions and his balance. That's not as easy. I love guys that play football, Ryan. And we've been talking about this more this year with this particular class. I love guys in football that make things that aren't easy look easy. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and we talked about that, like with Kedron Young and guys, are, you know, who was it? Was I, I know Cole Mullins, I've said that about. There's guys that you look at and say, this is not as easy as he's making it look right now athletically. Yeah. This is a really difficult thing to do, but he makes it look easy. And that's what Bronte does. It, it can almost fool you a little bit. And when you're evaluating him, and, and I wonder if that's part of why some of the rankings have him way lower than he should be. You know, ESPN yeah. and, and on three have him higher than 250. And I have a hard time with that one. Like he he's in the he's about he's in the 150 range for me right now. 
but he's a borderline top hundred kid, Ryan. And the only thing that keeps him from being that is is the technical stuff, is the fact that you know yeah. his game needs a lot of work. I fully expect him to jump into the top hundred range this year as a senior, but I think it's almost like he's too smooth. <laughs> where some people who maybe aren't as good of evaluators with all due respect don't see it. They don't see the athleticism because he's just so smooth and so fluid. And we've seen this before, right? With certain guys. Yeah. And I, I think that making things look easy is a good way to put it. Right. And he makes a lot of very difficult things look very easy. And people were, I, I saw someone ask, you know, it was were people looking at him as a wide receiver from a recruiting perspective. And the answer is yes. A lot of teams were looking at him as a wide receiver. I know for a fact that university of Tennessee, who was a finalist for him, Wanted him to play wide receiver, not at safety. So, yes, there is was a lot of interest on the offensive side of the ball. He was a 1,000-yard receiver last year, over 1,000 yeah. yards, over 60 catches. Like, this kid's a legitimate offensive weapon for Northside. And I love, honestly, for me, I love the offensive background translated to defense because usually those guys bring ball skills, they bring awareness, and they understand how things are supposed to develop in front of them, right? Like route concepts and seeing how – what working from different leverages and what a wide receiver is trying to accomplish. So I think that that upside is really impressive. And you see it on this film littered of just ball skills that are going to translate well to the defensive side of the football, the twitchy short area stuff, the explosiveness. There's a lot to like about Bronte Johnson from an athleticism yeah. perspective. I think the, the other thing too, Ryan, you watch him play basketball and you watch this movement. He's a pretty explosive kid. I mean, he's got some explosiveness, and, and he's one of those guys, and it can be hard to predict. So this is a little bit of a reach by me, but I, I, as an evaluator, I believe this one to be true. Some guys will go to college and, and have bigger jumps and speed and, and different types of things than others. And, yeah. and Bronte's primary sport right now, where he spends a lot of his time, is one that the, the strength conditioning program is a little different than football. If I can say yes. that right with basketball, he's the kind of kid when I, when I look at him athletically and I see his frame and I see what he does on the football field and I see what he does in the basketball field, the basketball court, excuse me. He's one of those guys that I look at and say, he is going to get a lot faster and twitchier yes. in college when he gets into a strength program like Notre Dame's not all kids are that scary. way. Some kids are just, Exactly. Some kids are just like, you know, you'll get your normal. Most kids get a little faster, a little quicker, all that kind of stuff. Some kids even get a little bit slower because when they when they put weight on. But Bronte strikes me as one of those kids that when he gets into a strength program, he's going to get more explosive. And that is a uh, scary for opponents and something that is very enticing for for Notre Dame and Notre Dame fans. And as you can see here. And we're going to pop up the uh, we're going to pop up the defensive film now, Ryan, because I want people to see this because we're talking about a kid that is listed at 170 pounds. He he might be more than I mean he's probably a little more than that right now. He's probably 175, maybe 180 right now. Yeah. And and some people have asked, you know, can this kid get to 200 pounds? And I was like, I have no doubt. I think he can get to 200 pounds, uh, and and not have to work too hard for it. You know, you always got to be careful putting too much weight on a skill player, but I have no doubt, especially again, once he stops playing basketball. But what you're going to see from him on defense is a guy, Ryan, that is surprisingly physical for, he's a very willing hitter. Now he's not strong yet. That'll come. But that was the thing I was most surprised by 
this is sophomore film of him. So there's going to be some receiver stuff mixed, mixed in, but there's a lot more defensive film here. The thing that surprised me the most when I saw his sophomore film, Ryan, was how willing he was to to deliver contact and deliver punishment. That's because I just when you see a 170 pound kid that's a basketball player and he's a receiver, you just your first thought isn't, oh, he's going to try to smack people. You know what I mean? It's just it's not the first thought. And that's something that really impressed me about Bronte. Well, that's a great note, too, Brian, because I feel like even my description of he's a free safety type, he works from depth a ton. I think some people will get the misevaluation of certain stigmas. Means he doesn't yeah. hit. That means he's afraid to hit, right? You're like, you're going to keep him back because he, you don't want him coming up and putting it in his nose dirty. No, folks, I, I think that as he adds the power profile, that this kid will be an asset in the run game. Like, I think that he really can be. This is a, again, the development that needs to take place is from a technical perspective and from a body just adding weight perspective. Like those are the right. things there isn't a, a trait that I look like of him from a athleticism, physicality perspective that I say that's missing in his game. No, I, I think right. that he has all the tools to be an impact safety all around, not just in one area. Ryan, I think the thing too, and, and I'm going to try to, I'm going to move past some of these offensive clips because we've already seen him dominating on offense. I want you guys to get a chance to see him playing a little bit of defense uh, here, but uh, as much fun as it is, as a front off, here's one. Here's the, remember, I was talking about this play recently where I'm like, the ball snapped and the kid has got his hands on his hips. That's Bronte in the middle. He's, he, and then he just, oh, play's happening. Let me quickly run downhill and tackle this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right. he's a very easy mover, but. You're going to see that wasn't an example, but you're going to see some some clips coming up here where you see a kid like, look at this. Look, this is his technique. He's just literally just standing there. You know, He has no yes. concept of what he's doing, but look how quickly he comes downhill and takes bad angles of the football. That's something that's going to have to be worked about. You can just good Lord. Wow. That's a big boy. OK, sorry. <laughs> I got caught up on number 79. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. you see a kid that there's so much he has to work on, but you can see the range and the willingness to hit. And those yes. are things that, you know, I can work with that. Like, I know there's a defensive back on the board right now that a lot of people like, I like, and part of the reason their name staff isn't going for him is because they just don't think he's physical. They don't think he wants to hit, you know, and and that's not an issue with Bronte. There's a lot, Ryan, is if you're the, if you're the defensive coordinator at North, Northside, You'll see Bronte in the slot. There's a lot you're going to be critiquing here with him technically, yep. a lot. Yep. But then you see the <laughs> skill. You see him run. You see him get in front of a guy, pick a pass off, and you're like, okay, yeah, sure. But at Notre Dame, those things are going to have to be improved upon, and, and you're going to have to see that take place a little more. And you see it on offense a little bit too as, as a junior. The strength, he's stronger than you'd think a 170-pound kid will be. And you see yeah. that on offense when he's breaking tackles and, and and running through guys and dragging guys. He's got he's got some toughness to his game that honestly, Ryan, you just don't see in a lot of basketball players that are converting the football. You just that's usually the last thing that you see. And with Bronte, that's not a problem. This is a kid that's more than willing to come up and hit people. And you know, it's going to need a lot of work, but the talent is there. You're, there's a lot of projection well, with him at safety, is the point, right? But the athleticism. Yeah. And the frame and stuff is there. Well, I, I asked uh, Ben Johnson Jr., who's his head coach at Northside, when, when was the first time that he had really kind of knew that this was going to be a guy? And he talked about his freshman year. He said that they were playing, I think, Bishop Lewers, and, you know, who's obviously a good team in the Fort Wayne uh, area as well. Alma mater of Jalen Smith. Which is funny because Ben Johnson Jr. actually coached Jalen Smith 
at Bishop Lewis. I want you to talk about that. Funny. We're going to talk about that yeah. after the film session, Ryan. I was going to bring that up. Sounds good. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but he talked about as a freshman, he's playing against one of the best teams in that area. And he said at the time, Bronte was probably 6'1", 6'2", 150 pounds at that point. You know, and it was just he caught a screen pass and he broke like five tackles. He's like, this wasn't just about speed and explosiveness. Like he was breaking tackles at 150 pounds and went to the house. And you're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is, this is yeah. a this is a guy. This is someone that's going to be a legitimate player at north side so it was it was really early they kind of got the 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 vantage point of him being this big time player but to your point brian of like he's stronger than he looks i mean he was 150 pounds and he was dominating as a freshman some of the best teams in the fort wayne area which i think just is a testament to the fact that he is kind of that wiry strong explosive athlete so let's get into the backstory that that part of the backstory a little bit brian ryan because you you had this was something you wrote uh, in an article a week or two ago, right, that you had about yep. Bronte, it was in that article where you talked about um, his coach actually coached Jalen, correct? So just share a little bit of that story in that exchange that you that you guys had. Yeah, yeah. So Ben Ben Johnson Jr. My first initial conversation with him, he said, you know, this is my first time being around a Notre, uh, future Notre Dame guy, right? A guy that Notre Dame really likes. He Coach Jalen Smith at Bishop Lures. And it was funny because I didn't even ask them. I didn't even ask him, Coach Johnson, to compare the two. He just started doing it. He was like, it's really funny just to kind of see their processes and them as people. He's like, I think Bronte could excel as much or even more than Jalen from a personal perspective. Because there's just a, a – he talked about the drive that this young man has multiple times to me about just like – when adversity hits, he doesn't crawl up into a ball, right? Like he's like, oh, no, that's not like I want to be the best at whatever I'm doing. So I'm going to try to put my head down and, and do everything I need to do in order to be the absolute best of my ability. And the the I think that the discipline that he has through that adversity is a big thing that Coach Johnson talked about and talked about the fact that him and Jalen have that in common, you know, like they were both just – big time workers, you know, like it, it, I feel like we look at guys like Jalen Smith sometimes and Bronte Johnson, and you just look at the physical tools. And you're just like, that guy is just stupid talented. But then you miss the fact of like, they also had to work to get to where they are, right? Like they had to work in order to be the athletes that they are. And I, I just love that simple fact of like, there's a slight comparison that he, cause he had the opportunity to coach both players and be able to see his process kind of being a little bit similar as far as like from a, I guess from a mindset perspective to Jalen Smith, but Ryan, it's very intriguing. Look, here's the deal: you have yep. you'll you've I know you've experienced this through the NFL draft stuff. I've experienced this when it comes to recruiting. You you we need to be we need to be as analysts be willing to put more when you know the answer. The mindset of players is a lot of times what defines them. I mean, when you, yep. you – there was a discussion on a board like, who's better, LeBron or Bird? Or, and you're just getting on these debates. And, and But here, here's my point. When you listen to stories – and now I'm going to stick to kind of my generation more because I paid more attention. But when you listen to stories about like Larry Bird and Michael Jordan, uh, John Elway, I mean, just go through all the great players – there's always this thing where they would say like about Bird, it's like he just had this mindset. Magic had this mind. Jordan had this yeah. mindset where it's just like they thought they were just different people in their head 
than everybody else because there was just this thing inside of them that said, hey, you know, this isn't good enough. I want more. I want more. I don't, right. I, I want to dominate. I don't want to just win. I want to dominate. I, you know, if, if you have failure, I hate this feeling. I'm going to make sure that I do everything possible to never have to experience this again. There's a mindset that goes into greatness and, and you have to look for that. Isn't it? Now it's harder for us and what we do to see that because we don't get to evaluate these kids the way that coaches do, but it's a very important thing. And so when someone starts talking to you about how this kid has that, and especially from a coach who has seen that mentality before in a great player, because Jalen Smith was a phenomenal athlete, but Jalen Smith wasn't good in college just because he was a phenomenal athlete. You know, Jalen was a worker. Jalen had to earn what he got as well. And when you hear that, it's one of those things where a light goes off for you. Like, okay, yeah, the concerns that you may have about this dude are somewhat alleviated because you at least feel like this is a kid that's going to work at it. And if Bronte Johnson doesn't succeed at Notre Dame, I'll be shocked if it's because of a lack of work ethic. I don't think that's a yeah. question that that I have that Notre Dame has or, or anything along those lines. And so I think that's something that starts getting you a little bit fired up as a, as when you hear things like that as an evaluator, you start to say, okay, yeah. that's triggering some things in my head that are getting me a little bit fired up about this kid. And, and even at a place like Notre Dame, Brian, where you just kind of think of it as a kind of a blue collar, hardworking, you know, very highly intelligent place. You've seen both sides of the coin. You've seen some guys that coasted off of, talents and you've seen other guys that worked their butt off and became better than even their talents was there right like you've seen both sides of the coin i mean we had someone ask about a certain former notre dame wide receiver the other day in work ethic it was just like that's not a surprise that he's not working as hard as possible i'm not going to drop the name obviously but it's like elite physical tools right right. but yes yep never has never been he had one season one season in the last seven or eight years where he played his potential one season yes and yes. when he actually put in work and you're like wow this is how good this guy can be when he wants to be and that's right. the thing and you you want guys that you don't have to just constantly be on top of every single day to make sure that they're putting in the work and uh you, you want guys like that and bronte has a has a chance to be one of those guys and and i'm that, i'm very much looking forward say. to senior year yeah yeah well, that's what I was going to say is, is we don't know, obviously, what's going to happen to Bronte long term as far as like what he's going to accomplish and what the player is going to become. Right. But more often than not, the guys that we know are workers are going to get closer to their potential than the ones that aren't. Right. Like you can become a good football player if you're an incredibly talented kid, but you're not a maybe a, a, a worker. But it's hard to become a great player when you're like that, right? It's hard to become an elite player. It's almost impossible to become an elite player when you're not that type of worker. So will Bronte Johnson become that guy? Don't know. But I I don't think, just based upon conversations and actions recently, that it's going to be because he didn't work hard. Like I just right. don't think that that's going to be the reason why he doesn't develop into that type of player. So I, I'm hopeful for the kid. I really am. I think he has a lot of talent. So, Ryan, we will dive into – we'll have a little mailbag after we finish this conversation. But before we do, I, I do want to kind of talk a little bit about what's next. And I and, and we'll look at that from a 24 and a 25 standpoint. Number one, some things that we have been told and, and learned from different sources is obviously outside of Davis Andrews because Notre Dame is going to continue to recruit Davis Andrews because he's not a 24 player. Although I, I, I got to think in the back of their minds, they're somewhat hoping that the kid changes his mind about going on a mission this early. <laughs> But when you when you look at it, obviously, uh, Davis Andrews is a guy that they're still on. But they're also, in my opinion, from what I've been told, I should say in my opinion, they're going to be keeping their eyes open for 24 safeties. They're not just shutting it down 
Now they got their numbers right. need, but they're not shutting it down. Obviously, Malcolm Ziegler is not going to be that guy. We we had that in the in the confidence article yesterday. Explained that one. That's just not a direction I think Notre Dame is going to go. I do expect them, however, Ryan, to keep their eyes open on on more. And, uh, yep. Whether it's if you can get another defensive back to where maybe you can move one of the corners to safety, not necessarily a corner in this class, but even a, a corner in one of the, the older classes. But they're also going to keep their eyes open for another safety. And yep. and so they're, they're not going to completely shut it down. Will they get another guy? That I don't know. But I'm just telling you the strategy is this, this decision does not shut down recruiting that they're going to keep their eye open for a fourth guy and whether or not that fourth guy ends up coming along, if they find the right fit or whatever, that remains to be seen, but this does not shut down safety recruiting from what I'm told. And we had, we had somebody ask the other day about the evaluation period when you get into senior film, right. Into September and October. And I think we all need to remember again, that Brandon Hillman wasn't a guy that was pushed and, and really made a move for until his senior year, obviously. So there is still time. Right is the point is that you don't have to have all these things figured out by the start of senior season. You don't have to. You can continue to recruit throughout the summer into the fall and the ability to still kind of find those guys that maybe weren't on your radar or flip a guy that was on your radar and maybe is trending in a different direction. There's still time to your point. Obviously what this also does, Ryan, getting Tabron, Benny Powell, and Brandon and uh, Bronte Johnson in the last week. Now, just so you all understand, Bronte Johnson was actually the third safety to commit to Notre Dame in this class. Bronte was the third to publicly commit to Notre Dame in this class. Bronte committed uh, that first week after his visit. So do you all remember when we said, hey, we expect there to be more commitments this week? Well, Bronte yeah. committed on that Friday. It's yeah. just he was talked into doing it today so it could be on you know, this thing, which is fine. That's cool. I mean, kid had his moment. I think it's awesome. He had a chance. That's no complaints. I'm not criticizing anybody. I think that's a cool experience. He gets the, the you can see, hey, the people that are here supporting, look how many people were there cheering for that kid at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning, right? Exactly. So I think it's cool. I got no beef with that. I'm just letting people know that that's the reason that this got delayed a couple of weeks. But he's been in the class since the Friday after his visit, essentially, Ryan. I mean, that's basically yeah. the, uh, where this one has been. So this is a really big, uh, really big pickup for Notre Dame. And But he was the second safety to commit to Notre Dame. Tabron Benny Powell was the yes. third safety. It's just Tabron went publicly a little bit earlier than Bronte did. So I just want to make sure that people understand that one. But what this also does, Ryan, is now that you have your numbers need and you have a dude, and also just so you all know, I know some of you aren't, aren't high on Kennedy Erlacher. I get that. But you have to be able to evaluate the class if you're going to understand it properly as where does the Notre Dame staff see it? And they do think Kennedy Urlacher is a very good football player. They are very high on Kennedy Urlacher. So you all may not be. And that's your right. That's fair. Uh, but the Notre Dame coaching staff is very high on Kennedy Urlacher, which is why they pushed so hard for him early on was because because when they got when they got Kennedy Ryan, there were still a lot of safeties on the board. They thought they could get Paul Menke. They thought they could get Oliver Miles. There's a they, at the time they led for Davis Andrews. He was still planning on being the 24 class, so they went after him very early, and and because that's how high that now they could be wrong. You all could be right. Who knows? But just you have to at least understand when they're putting this class together, they don't think this is their first big time potential safety. They think it's their second. And yep. including Kennedy Urlacher. So you have to keep that in mind. However, they're going to keep recruiting 24, but 
be, it, the reason I say that is because you have Kennedy and Bronte, and then you have the other, you know, uh, Tabron Benny Powell, who no one in the Notre Dame coaching staff views him as a, wow, this kid's going to come in and be Kyle Hamilton. Like they understand he's going right. to have to put in the work and, and, you know, and, and there's some things that have to happen for him to, to, to be a guy that's going to be able to help them down the road. They're willing to take that chance on him for a host of reasons, but they're, they're, they like the talent, right? What this allows them to do is this allows them to go out and start really focusing in on the 25 class. They are now going to turn a lot of their attention on the 25 class when it comes to safety. And it's going to be needed because they're going to have to get an early start and figure out where they are because they, they have to do better because you can't assume that there's going to be a Bronte Johnson an hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes away from your campus. Who's just dying to crawl to come play for you that that's not going to be the case yeah this is a win for Chris O'Leary but let's be honest Ryan it didn't matter who the safeties coach was in Notre Dame Bronte Johnson wanted to come Notre Dame that's just the way that is that I'm not trying to take anything away from Chris O'Leary but you can't just be oh problem solved the issues at safety are prop no they're not solved this is nice this is a a, a really big pickup but the 25 classes is has the process has to be better and the good news is, is they're getting an early start on it now that they've got their three safeties in this class before we get to the month of July. And a lot of talented dudes on the board, obviously. I mean, they've gotten visits already from guys like Trey Harrison, like Trey McNutts, like Remington Moss, like Jordan Young. I mean, really talented safeties that have already been to the University of Notre Dame. And obviously you feel pretty good about where you are with Trey Harrison, Trey McNutt, early on in this process, I feel good about where you are with Remington Moss, and I hope that Notre Dame continues to put the work in for Jordan Young because I think Jordan Young out of North Carolina is one of the more talented defenders in the 2025 class in general, not just at the safety position. And that doesn't even count guys like Matai Tagayoa, who's a really talented player out of the state of Nevada, Jadon Blair, who's a 6'4", 180-pound safety out of North Carolina. I've had a chance to talk to both those guys recently, and Notre Dame is keeping close contact with both. So there is a asserted effort, I think, in the 2025 class to really get in early with some of these really talented guys. And right now, talented, talented dudes on the board. And that's not even counting, Brian. We've talked about this before. But would it be shocking if you get – like if Notre Dame landed Dorian Brew, for instance, right? If Dorian Brew kept sure. growing into a safety eventually. Like, is that yeah. is that crazy to think about? It's no. not crazy at all. No. So it's really well, – And that's why I would, I would take him and say, hey, Dorian, what you know, hey, coach, what position do you want me to play? Whatever. We'll figure that out. You know what I mean? Like, we'll figure that out. Where do you want to play? Corner. All right, cool. We'll play corner. And if something else comes along, then then we'll we'll go there, and that's going to be the big key. I mean, but there's there's guys in the board, Ryan, and just and just looking at the you know right now, I think there's what eight safeties that have been offered so far officially, and yes. I'm looking at at least half of them, actually. So Jordan Young, Ivan Taylor, Remington Moss, Trey Harrison, uh, Trey McNutt, for sure, have all been on campus already this spring and summer. Yeah. I don't know about Jadon Blair, Kendall Daniels, and uh, Matai to go. I don't know about them, but those other kids have have, have been on the, they've been on campus. I also have been, have talked to people that think Chuck McDonald might end up being a better safety than a corner and that he might be a guy that you project more to safety, the kid from um, uh, modern day. And he likes Notre Dame a lot. Uh, We got to add him to the board, but a guy that's not on that list, Ryan, that needs to be on that list is Ethan Long. Somebody just mentioned that Ethan Long. Uh, is also a guy that has been offered by Notre Dame and also been on campus this summer. So uh, there have been some talented kids on campus. There are there there's a really impressive list. There's some kids that right now are considered corners that I think are going to end up being safeties. 
and and obviously Chuck McDonald's the first one. And Chuck McDonald would be a very rangy cover safety along yep. those same lines. So uh, re- really good early board, Ryan, that's going to continue growing. Uh, and, and it fits the line of what we've said is a lot of these kids have already been on campus. Yes. And that's a big part of this. Because wh- why does that matter? Here's why it matters. Because people say, you know, why do certain teams focus on unoff- getting unofficial visitors, Ryan? Because here's the deal. If a kid's willing to come and see you on his own dime, especially from far away, that says a lot more about his interest level than I'm just going to wait till officials. Trey Harrison's from California. Remington Moss is from Virginia. Ivan Taylor's from Florida. Jordan Young's from North Carolina. It is not easy trips for them to get over to the University of Notre Dame. It's not. And and so it says a lot when a kid's willing to do that on his own dime, it says a lot about their interest level. And that's why the staff puts a premium on things like that. And so uh, it's early yet, but you've got to like – You've got to like where the staff is at early. Now it's it's going to be – but but here's the thing, Ryan. Here's the thing. Here's the key. The early 24 board was loaded as well. Yes. And they just slowly over time kept fading away, fading away, fading away. So it, they're going to have to rethink the strategy soon. Somebody said Dallas Golden. Dallas Golden's – we corner. consider him a corner right now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's going to be the key, Ryan, is you're going to have to figure out what has, what's flawed in your process right now fix it, address it, and make sure you don't just go through this process again next year when you when you look at the 25 safety class. Yeah, I mean, it's it's because it's something, Brian, where the safety group in 2024 was pretty deep. I mean, there was, a, there was a good amount of guys. I mean, we've talked about the Peyton Woodyards and the Ricardo Joneses and, and the DeMello Joneses. Like, there's there was a lot of guys in Notre Dame – just missed on in this class, Jalen McLean's. Like, there's a lot of guys that they just missed. In 2025, another opportunity to land, I think, an impact safety board. But to your point, can't just stack misses like you were like you did in 2024, man. That was the maddening thing. It's like, and and I think the crazy part, and it I think this is a positive when you look at it, to your point, is that. Notre Dame has already gotten a bunch of these 2025 kids on campus. They failed to even get interest enough to get some of those guys in 2024 to come to campus. Like DeMello Jones never visited campus. Ricardo Jones never visited campus. Jalen McClain never visited campus. You weren't able to make those guys interested enough to come visit. So far in 2025, you have done that, which is a positive sign. But all obviously, this process is going to be judged by what the end result will ultimately be at the University of Notre Dame. So 2025 is a make or break it year, I believe, for Chris, Chris O'Leary. It's one that you have to hit on. And there's not just not many excuses not to, man. It's just a really deep and talented board right now. That You're is something, your- Ryan, we will certainly spend a lot of time on here over the next however many months as we evaluate 2025 recruiting. That's the biggest question mark for me right now heading into the 2025 class. Is are you going to be able to land the top players in the class? And we'll find that out. But today, however it happened, the important thing is Notre Dame landed a one of the best 24 safeties on the class. Ryan, you could not come out of this class without at least one potential difference maker. And to me, they got at least one potential difference maker in Bronte Johnson. And that's a that's a big addition. Big addition. Absolutely. 
So that's going to do it for this part of the show. We're going to go to our mailbag next, folks. Do us a favor before we do that. Hey, you see these instructions right here? Very easy. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. Sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. A lot of fun conversation last night. For a while, we were having a fun conversation about who's better, Larry Bird or LeBron, until some people decided they wanted to act like little children. So we had to lock that thread down. But for it, it took about four pages before the the, the children started to, to respond on that one. But a lot of fun conversation going on right now on the message board. So you definitely want to check that out as well at boards at irishbreakdown.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.